0: Don't you feel you have plenty to do already as an athletic trainer? Today we speak with a certified athletic trainer who for four plus years decided to take on an additional role as the athletic director for his high school in Arizona. Hello and welcome to the Youth Sports Safety Update produced by the Jacksonville Sports Medicine, Medicine Program or JSMP in Jacksonville, Florida. JSMP is a nonprofit advocacy and prevention program partnered with local schools and programs to provide best practices for safety in sports. JSMP is dedicated to youth sports safety through awareness, advocacy, and prevention. Your host today is Jim Mackey, a consultant and program coordinator for JSMP and a certified athletic trainer with over 45 years experience in the high school clinical and professional sports settings. Please subscribe to our podcast and check out our website at jaxsmp.com for more information about youth sports safety. Our guest today is Bart Peterson, an athletic trainer and educator for over 32 years, and he is currently at Palo Verde Magnet High School in Tucson, Arizona, providing health care for 22 sports and over 500 athletes. As an athletic director, he facilitated hiring coaches for 23 of 39 coaching positions over seven months. Bart has served on numerous committees for the National Athletic Trainers Association, and we met following our service together on the Secretary Treasurer's Committee. So, welcome, Bart Peterson. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So, athletic trainers don't have enough to do. So, what in the world moved you to pursue this dual role? How was it? Was it good? How was it being your own
1: boss? Well, I'll tell you what, um, as you well know, leaders are more of a servant and less of a boss if they're doing it effectively. So, what I found out, uh, there's a lot of things I found out, but I started out because I started get, I got my master's degree in administration and sports administration and sports management. So that kind of started me down the road. And then what happened was is the state came in and uh, closed down our school, told us we were failing school. And they, we had to um, fire 50% of our staff and, not, well, not hire back more than, any more than 40% of our staff. So that facilitated some changes at administration level, and her AD um, was gone for the summer, and they decided not to renew her. She decided not to come back. So I stepped into that role and kind of jumped, jumped in right there at the start of the summer camp, right August, first week of August. It was quite an interesting experience.
0: Um, how did it increase your workload, your time, and uh, your time spent on the job?
1: So typically, my job right now, <clears throat> I have the same athletic training position as I did then. And I, By job description, I can go in at 2 o'clock and stay till the end of practices and games. What I found out is I was going in at 7 o'clock in the morning and working all day as the athletic director and then picking up the athletic trainer position from about uh, 3 o'clock on, working until the end of that. And then I would add another extra hour or so on the end of the day to to enter all the scores or clean up any messes or get ready for tomorrow's athletic director duties. So I pretty much added six to eight hours of my day to be the athletic director.
0: Like I said, we get paid by the hour. It's about what, 25 to 35 cents per hour for uh, what we do sometimes. But yeah, anyway, that it, it enabled you to put your footprint um, on the athletic department to shape it, uh, make sure policies and procedures were in place and, uh, things like that. So you were able to create something the way that you could manage it and, and make it an effective athletic department with the staff that you had. And, um, you told me this earlier that you are a staff of one as an athletic trainer. Um, I'm sure you had some student, uh, aides, correct. And to at least do some of the grunt work,
1: so to speak. Every now and then i get somebody who's interested, but it's not, uh, we have a class, but the class doesn't have a portion of it. that is. uh, Um, after school so pretty much it's me right now Um, every now and then I'll have somebody to come through and be really interested and and I'd prefer it to be that way.
0: Uh, Just a sideline, what what would you encourage athletic trainers uh, in the area of of developing uh, student aids to help uh, share the load a little bit within their within their totally scope of practice in that but what would you suggest to athletic trainers that are looking for some extra help?
1: So the first thing I would do is I would know what your state, um, state law allows for students. Some states are more lenient than others. So start off there and then build, find out what the, find out what the school wants, what the school philosophy is, those kind of things. If they're going to help you with t-shirts and those kind of things. But I I would say the, the biggest thing to do is to make it fun, make it interesting and then. You know, to be there when, they, when the kids come in and say, hey, I want to learn about this. You know, that, that's what it's about. They're, high school is about learning about what you want to do for the rest of your life, you know, and be there to inspire somebody. Maybe not to be an athletic trainer, to be, but to be a better person.
0: When you have an athletic director and you're the athletic trainer, obviously the communication is great because you're doing what? You're talking to yourself all the time. But at the same time, uh, what what's one or two things that made it easier to be to be the athletic trainer and athletic director? What was what worked well? Would you say well,
1: one of the things that the school really liked is I was already there, you know, so I was already going to be at all the events. I was already going to be uh, there for uh, every practice, every game. It made it easier to to know what was going on with each team and and those kind of things because I'm already there. So. At our school district, the athletic director does not have higher fire ability. That's on the assistant principal. That's over activities. So it really is more of a manager type, um, management type role, Um, just making sure everybody's got what they need and, and when they need it. One of the things that made it easier was communication. You mentioned this. I didn't have to tell myself when the game changes were. I already knew. And I could I could plan around my activities, right? So if I had a conference coming up, if I was going to go to CEDA or something like that, NATA, I could make sure there were no games on that weekend, um, or I could make sure there were no games, double triple scheduled. Sometimes we end up with a wrestling match and a soccer game and a basketball game at the same time. And that really makes it hard to provide. Um, the top medical care when you're not anywhere close to where that needs to be.
0: With a large number of hours that you were putting in, you have a wife and a family. What were some of the what were some of the uh, ways that you, I guess, you manage the popular term is the work life balance? How'd you um, how'd you work that to to make it work?
1: There were a couple of things I did. The first thing I did is when, uh, like during the summertime, I would take my boys with me to help me do work on, when I was doing facility stuff. Um, a lot of times, I would use them in their Eagle projects and their Eagle Scout projects to to improve the facilities at the school, um, service projects, and using their troop that that kind of stuff. That was kind of a a fun way to to bring them into my life and and have them helping the school and providing service, those kind of things. So you know that that was a big thing. But I, the my the biggest thing I learned was to develop a system so that. I could facilitate things happening every day at eight o'clock. I would go through eligibility. I would go through attendance or whatever it was I needed to go through every day. Did the same thing every day, the same thing every time. Kind of like what we do with injuries and emergency action plans and those kind of things. I tried to put that into play as an athletic director as well.
0: What uh, what was what were some of the difficulties you faced? Um, Let's talk about. Let's talk about, let's still talk about positive things, but good things with the people uh, above you, the principal, assistant principal, people you reported to. What were some of the benefits of that relationship that you
1: had with them? Well, what was really great was they, they actually learned more what an athletic trainer does and can do for them. Because when I explained to them, I can't have this and this and this happening at the same time because the athletic trainer can only be in one place at one time then they, they started to understand and I can start to teach them what it was that it, that we were trying to do is to provide a high quality healthcare, high quality athletics all at the same time. So um, my philosophy was, is to have a safe school, um, have, have safe practices, make sure the coaches were doing safe things that we were teaching good principles to the kids and good, um, Fundamentals, but we we're also doing it in a safe way. Um, I, I tried to be a, a coach's AD, much like a uh, they talk about being a player's coach. So I tried to just facilitate what the coaches needed. But at the same time, I, re- I required them to, to be an athletic trainer's coach, meaning they had to, to comply with certain standards that we wanted to have as an athletic director or an athletic program or as a school to make sure that we are providing a safe environment for our kids. And <clears throat> that was some of the best things that happened to us. We were able to make some facility improvements. We were able to get new tracks and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, but the best part of anything in athletics is relationships. Definitely.
0: Relationships are key, uh, keeping them keeping them positive, keeping people accountable, uh, helping people to uh, know the roles and to uh, work within those uh, responsibilities and roles that they have. Okay, so a uh, laughable moment here. You said you, you sometimes you drove the golf cart and sometimes you drove the Gator. Uh, what was the difference in that?
1: So I told the coaches that if I needed to talk to them as an the athletic trainer, I would be there on the Gator. If I was just working as athletic trainer, I was just covering their practices or their games, I'd be there in the, in the on the Gator, and I'd have all my supplies on the back. But if I showed up on the golf cart, the AD was watching. And probably needed to talk to them at some point. And so they should probably make part of, you know, in the next five minutes, come over and see me and what was going on. There was one time when I did have to intervene. I drove out right to the middle of football practice, picked up the ball and said, coach, your practice is done. Because we had talked about some language issues that had been going on in practice and some other uh, types of uh, practices that were happening. And they didn't stop. And so we just canceled practice that day. And the kids kind of got an idea. Uh, what it was like when the coaches get coached a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I use that. I tried to to make sure, like I said, I was trying to be the the uh, coaches' AD, AD's coach. At the same time, as I was trying to facilitate safe practices and those kind of things. So, it made it for interesting times, and and um, it, it was really fun. I really missed first couple of years i really missed the interaction i had with the coaches but i really enjoyed the six to eight hours of my life i got back every day when i I wasn't 80 anymore
0: that's amazing well um you're going to be biased in this next answer but uh as an athletic director uh speak to the athletic directors out there in the audiences what's the what's the real value of having an athletic trainer in your school and you address this a little bit but what uh Speak to their value, uh, why every, every school needs one, why it's important, and what's the, uh, what are the benefits there?
1: So as far as the benefits of an athletic trainer, man, I'll tell you what. It, it, a good athletic trainer can just provide so much to your school, um, to your athletes, to your coaches. It's really an interesting dynamic. Uh, the, obvi- the obvious thing is having that emergency care there, somebody there to take care of that the bad thing when the bad thing happens. You can rely on that to be taken care of and, and not have that worry. But the thing that goes unseen is the relationships that are built between the athlete and the student and the athletic trainer and how the athletic trainer can affect their lives. How um, Many times I was the the counselor for the coach after a hard loss or maybe after we had to cut a kid that was just not making it good choices and and doing those things and I had to counsel the coaches and make sure that they were still going the same way. And that was the athletic trainer doing that. That wasn't the AD. So an athletic trainer can can just provide so many things um, along those lines to help you facilitate your program and do your and, and make sure that things are happening. They're the kind of things that you want to have have happening.
0: Okay, Uh, trust is a very valuable um, asset for an athletic trainer. And when you were the athletic director, uh, did you find that uh, trust level challenged sometimes by the athletes or did it kind of go hand in hand?
1: Well, the worst part for me probably in this regard was when uh, that 3 o'clock, the the hour where you're prepping everybody for practice or game before their practices and games – and you would be trying to be the athletic trainer and provide that healthcare that they need. Um, and somebody would come in with the the darnest AD issue you ever done saw, and they had to have it fixed now when they could have just texted you half an hour before and it would have been resolved. You know, so um, <clears throat> that that's where the trust level came to be an issue sometimes when you were there to be the athletic trainer and providing care, but you had to, that care got interrupted by being the AD. Um, so, so the, the other issue is with coaches and the coaches have to trust you as well. And, and to make sure that you, that they know that you're going to do the best for their athlete, even if it's not maybe in the best interest of their team and their, and their team goals and the win this week. Mm-hmm. So you know you got to build trust in both in both those aspects. Uh, ultimately, you know you you got to find a happy medium between those two goals. If you're going to be the AD and the AT at the same time, but as a as a as a as a rule, the AT should be there to provide that care and provide those those resources to your athletes that need to be provided at the most appropriate time. And that's where the trust is going to come from. Okay.
0: So now that you've uh, evolved back to being a full-time athletic trainer, let's talk a little bit about sports safety. Um, I guess what are, what are, what are how have you implemented things to help uh, respond better to a crisis, to deal with an injury situation that may occur suddenly? Um, What are things have you been able to give more time to say to, to uh, promote sports safety?
1: So one of the the things that we've been focusing on a lot the, the last probably the last 3 or 4 years has been mental health issues and and especially during this pandemic we've really been focusing on the mental health stuff. We've we've actually done surveys, a weekly survey where the kids can respond back and tell us how their sleep is going, how they're feeling, how they're mentally uh, dealing with the, the stresses of school, especially when we were online, those kind of things but dealing with those mental health issues has been a big a big deal that we've been able to spend more time on. But we also, using what I learned from other ADs, I was also able to put together um, what I believe was a pretty good emergency action plan for venue-specific and, and condition-specific type things. Um, and, and that helped me as well to be able to meld those two together. Um, the things I learned from the athletic director role to the athletic trainer and the things I learned from the athletic trainer world and make that as uh, to help me improve with a D.
0: Okay. So uh, issues and concerns come up all the time as an athletic trainer or as an athletic director. Um, can you give us some suggestions about uh, communicating with, with parents and even with athletes on how to, how to deal with these things?
1: So know that everybody has goals. So you're, you're there to provide a win-win situation for everybody if, if possible. Uh, the coach has goals. Their goals are going to be related to winning and having a, a competitive team on the field if they're not winning. Just so that they, you know, they're, they're teaching kids to do the good things and be good people, all that kind of stuff. So... Uh, Everybody has um, goals. The athlete has a goal to participate. They want to participate. They've been doing this all their lives. This is all they know. In reality, with the high school or even with the youth sport, it's all they know. Uh, And parents have goals as well. And to make sure that they all know that you're here to support them. We're also here to support your. They're here to support your goals as well. And your goal is to help them be the best athlete that they possibly can as healthy as they can. So you start off with uh, understanding where they come from and then help them move towards where you're coming from. And that usually that communication piece will fall together.
0: Uh, hopefully these podcasts are listened to by parents, fellow administrators or athletic directors, any overall suggestions um, you can give to them as an athletic trainer to help support them, to help them to get the message better about the value of an athletic trainer and uh, what your role is for, for their their school.
1: Well, as, as much as as I gained eight uh, six to eight hours of my life back when I got when I was no longer doing both the AT and AD job. Imagine if you were a coach and you were being pushed to be the um, medical person in the middle of the game that was somewhat important to. You know everybody in the stands and everybody on the sidelines, <clears throat> which is every day, right? So if an athletic trainer can provide that level of care that you're looking for for your athlete to redo, remove that headache or that responsibility from you, wouldn't you do it now? Then the other, the other maybe comment that I would provide is, you know, if that was your kid on the field that was uh, down, you know, what what would you want? Them to be providing for your child if, if you were sitting up in the bleachers. So I always remember it's somebody's kid, somebody's um, child that is uh, down on the field, and and we probably need to make sure that we're we're providing the best care for them. So the best care um, is the athletic trainer. Um, we're licensed or regulated in forty nine states, um, so that there's a level of uh, of Level of care, a level of uh, competence that is that is guaranteed there for you to have for your athletes, um, whether they're in a um, youth sport or Pop Warner league or or Little League baseball, or whether high school or even up to the college and the, and the professional levels, that the, the best possible person to have right there, minus being maybe a doctor, would be having an athletic trainer
0: well thank you Bart this has been very very helpful and I trust it's been helpful to those that are uh, serving as athletic directors and athletic trainers or just one or the other uh, because it's very valuable information and that so we hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the youth support safety update we're dedicated to youth support safety through awareness advocacy and prevention Please share what you've learned and implement to make sports and those who participate safer. One way is to make sure your school or sports team is safely prepared is to have a certified licensed athletic trainer present. Please subscribe to our podcast for more information. Go to our website at jaxsmp.com Please write a review and let us know what you think who we'd like to know more about. The Youth Sports Safety Update is produced by JSMP. Your host and producer today is Jim Mackey. Join us again soon. We look forward to seeing you in the future. And Please stay safe. Thank you.